Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Emily Slade and welcome back. Watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it and now you show it to your friends and they're like, what? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? And I'm joined today by Hannah. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely, thank you for coming. <laughs> and your chosen movie is 1998's Practical Magic, the yes. IMDb breakdown. Two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face closed-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them ever finding lasting love. Why this film? What's your relationship? Um, I remember that uh, my parents were going away one night and I was probably about 15 and my dad and I were in town and he said, right, we're going to pop to HMV and I'm going to pick you out two movies. You have to watch them. And when I get home, you have to tell me what you think about them. Um, So he got me Practical Magic Mm -hmm. and Pitch Black, two very, very different films. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I fell in love with Practical Magic. Like he was just, he's, he's a very movie buff kind of person, but I never thought Practical Magic would be the sort of movie he was like, you have to watch this. Yeah. It's a classic, your mum and I love it. And honestly, ever since then, I will not stop raving about this movie. Um, it's just like a perfect mix of like magic and love and like proper, charmed meets the witches meets i don't even know how to put my finger on it it's just like a perfect movie for me i love it that's so cool what a cute little origin story (laughs) that's amazing um i knew about this movie i'd Mm. never seen it i'd seen it sort of it was sort of amongst the resurrection when the 90s became big again yes and everyone was sort of like practical magic but like not majorly it was just sort of amongst others that had a much louder voice i never had um an inkling to watch it which is strange because i grew up uh with this kind of stuff you know Mm. i was a big buffy fan i watched charmed and yeah um you know all of these sort of weird teenage fantasy movies with love and magic were like right up my street. So I don't know why I never actually sat down and watched Practical Magic. I did today and I'm gonna cry talking about it. Yes, oh my God, yes. movie was so good. Yeah. Like I was shocked at how much I loved it. I was crying at the end. Oh, yeah. And I've just, all of my notes are just like, where has this chin been all my life? (laughs) All of my life. How did I miss it? It is so up my street. It is in my bedroom, under the covers, hugging me. Like, it is everything that I was and am and aspire to be. I am genuinely baffled 
how it snuck past me all of these <laughs> years and was just always there in the background. And I was like, eh, practical magic, practical schmagic. Um, <laughs> step aside, Frozen in terms oh my of God, like yes, absolutely. magic sister movies. And, yeah, sisterhood. Yeah. Oh my God. Like... I, I was going to be so articulate. I had all these like <laughs> notes planned that I was like, I really need to express how much this, how this movie made me feel because mm -hmm. it's, I've not really had a reaction like this when, um, like when I watch the movies that people recommend to me on this podcast, I, I go in and I understand, I try and understand why they love it and, uh, see it from their childhood perspective and how I feel and, you know, apply my adult feelings to it as well. But, um, I tend because of that to have, a good time watching the movies that people pick for me because I, I really do see the good in them and I, I enjoy movies from your childhood like that's why I run this podcast very rarely do I watch a movie and I'm like oh my god like this is I have to go and buy this now I have yep. to own this now yep. I have to rewatch it I and I didn't expect it. It like hit me in the face. I was like, what? I, I was expecting to enjoy myself because I was like, oh, you know, maybe it'll just be like a good Charmed. Because I have to <laughs> say, like, I didn't like Charmed because, I mean, I watched it because I, it was all we had. But um, I didn't like the sort of girly love aspect that took over. Whereas yeah. in Buffy, it was always more of a side plot. Um, and it was more about the friendships and the... the they didn't really feel like sisters in Charmed. I don't know. No, don't they didn't. Don't come for me, no. Charmed people. This is what <laughs> I always wanted Charmed to be. Yes. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. I had Absolutely. no idea what it was really about. So the plot, I was I mean, it, it drives through those first, like, 15 oh minutes. Goodness. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I paused it at, like, the when the prologue, shall we say, stopped. And I was like, these are the best first 19 minutes of any movie yes. ever that's yeah. honestly like I felt about it I was crying and I went it's like the first bit of up like it when you is. you have that little prologue bit and it tells you everything you need to know and it sets the whole movie up perfectly and I was there weeping and I was just like this is such a good film I'm so glad it like held up as well to honestly. how I felt about it and it's so progressive oh my gosh yes like, like it is, I read an article afterwards that it was like it's feminist it's like it's progressive you've got these characters who like don't take shit they are who they are yeah. they like and uh, nicole kidman's character is like um liberated and in charge of her own pleasure and her body and like it it deals with like domestic abuse in a really yeah. like respectful and mature way it like Obviously, the sisterhood aspect is, like, everything about it. So strong, and yeah. And so much else happens as well. Like, there's nothing... I'm sh Like, I thought I was going to be so cynical. And I was <laughs> like, oh, well, it, it would be weird if she hooks up with someone at the end again because she's apparently just lost the man of her dreams. But even... It just all made sense. And they did yeah. it in such a way that I was just on board with absolutely everything. There was the bit where the police officer like drove the spirit away with his badge. And I was like, oh, here we go. The man's going to save the day. Mm -mm. No, like, he didn't. 20 minutes no. of the movie left. Yeah. He goes after that. And it's all down to the sisters. It's which, all like, of proper woman power. Yeah. That ending when they like... Girl I, power. I'm like, yeah. I'm jumping all over the place, lads. Because like, I'm just obsessed with this movie now. Like, mm -hmm. and you... You're like, 
it, they collect all of the women in the town and the like moral of the story is that like we all have a bit of witch inside of us and yeah. you can just untap it if you just have the confidence and like as all of these it's all of these women that have got all of these like negative thoughts towards each other and they've never gotten on and they're so different but they all come together to save Jilly and it's when they like grab each other's hands and like the most cynical woman in the entire town is there for them anyway and she has the excuse of well I've always wanted to see in Sergio house but she's there and she didn't have to be and they all come together and it's like oh my god this was like probably my first glimpse at the age of 15 into proper proper girl power yes. women supporting women no matter how different you are you have got each other's backs Literally. which is partly like why I was so surprised that my dad showed it to me and my mum was like oh my god yeah that is a great film and yeah it's like when they jump off the roof at the end like proper tears yes. and like it, I can't explain how much of a perfect movie it is and you don't have to be a girl or a no. you know a woman to find exactly. this the most amazing movie because just all of it like when they all come together at the end I'm just like yeah girl power I love being a woman yeah sisterhood (laughs) so much sisterhood like genuinely if you have not seen Practical Magic go and watch it like I was honestly blown away with how how I felt, how it made me feel, yeah. what the story was, what it did. They didn't play up little bits too much. It was funny. It was clever. Yeah. I mean, I... Mysterious. I like, forget oh. how much I love Sandra Bullock. Like, oh, I'm my God. I forget. And then every time I'm watching her on screen, I'm just like, she's electric. She was, yeah. like, born to be on camera. My God. And Nicole Kidman is in her, like, floozy phase. Yeah. Like, pre-Moulin Rouge. And, like, it's just, oh. like, she's brilliant if you like some people say that they're not a big fan of either of them but if you've ever watched a movie and you're like "Mm, are they that good watch practical magic because like that scene where sally sandra bullock's character is running down the high street in denim jeans and wellies from the age of 15 i thought that was the height of cool like one of the reasons i'm ginger is because of nicole kidman (laughs) and that that bit where they're just lying in bed together and sally's husband has just died and they're just looking at each other and um Sandra Bullock just goes I was so happy and she breaks and like I just floods of tears Honestly, it's just such an the, amazing performance the emotions like, oh. and the the acting that these women yeah do, like and the, I think I think it's it it's why the film is so good as it is mm. as well because the actors in it are so incredible yeah. and you, this could have been this could have been such a mediocre movie if they'd cast the wrong people or just oh bad my God, people. Yes. And yeah. it's the same reason that, like, because people always push aside chick flicks and mm-hmm. they always push aside, um, uh, like, fantasy movies, like yeah. weird modern fantasy movies. There's a whole genre of them and like, they are all my favourite films. Oh, my God, yes. And I'm so bad. And, like, <laughs> Legally Blonde wouldn't be as good as it was if it didn't have like Academy Award winning Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these women are also Academy Award nominated, if not winners. 
and it shows so perfect yeah i honestly it's one of those movies where i couldn't imagine any single character being played by anyone else like even the little girls the aunts they're so perfect i mean the eldest little girl is evan rachel wood yeah i know yeah everyone in this movie is a gem like absolutely everyone and it's all about the women like there's like two it it passes the bechdel test with flying so much yes yeah and that was such a joy as well like um, a lot of the movies that I end up watching do tend to be these movies from the 80s and the 90s. Mm. And especially movies in the 80s, women really were just love interests yeah. and objects. It's and... that it's that theory where, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, probably, because you're a movie lady, um, where if you can think the lead woman, if you could replace her with a lamp and the movie would be exactly the same and nothing would change, then it's a really, really poorly written woman. Yeah. And that, like, even nowadays, um, Dave and I, my boyfriend, were watching um, the, like, you know, the modern Tarzan movie. Um, oh, my God. we I just sat there partway through. I went, you could replace her with a lamp. I mean, and honestly, it would be exactly the same. Literally. But this, like, I hate the phrase usually, way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But this was so way ahead of its time. It, it like, feels like it was made this year it could have been easily yeah like it feels like someone's tried to make a movie that ticked boxes Mm -hmm. that they're trying to talk about now in this post me too movie world but they weren't they were just making a fucking great movie with brilliant women in it doing and it's it's it like it's funny that we always almost have to rely on witchcraft to get a movie about about women women. (laughs) (laughs) strong powerful yeah um but this is the thing it wasn't even just that the witches were great people like everyone in the town were great people everybody got over their prejudices everybody came together and Uh and that's what's fun as well even the village people the like townsfolk we're always focusing on like the other mums and yes. the women like i can probably what there's the cop the original husband yeah the shit boyfriend the dad in like the first two minutes of the film yeah and uh that man that comes in and needs to put the cream on his like dick oh my god yeah that's so fucking funny like that's yeah but one hand pretty much it that's pretty yeah. much it and, and one of them has like 30 seconds screen time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those films that I was watching it and I was slightly nervous because it had meant the world to me when I was about 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And sort of when you're that age and you're kind of discovering who you are and like, you know, you're warring with women at school because mm-hmm. you're all girls and you think you're everything is a competition. Yeah. Exactly. And if your hair's slightly frizzier, frizzier than that person's, then obviously they're better than you and all this. And we weren't accepting how you can be different but still come together and you could support each other and I remember that I watched this film and after I watched it I called my best friend and I was like you have to watch this I'm bringing it in on Monday you're watching this film and I think it kind of like changed almost my perspective at school like those those five girls you know that everybody has at school and they're pristine and pretty but they talk down to people that aren't as pristine and pretty as them Mm -hmm. I started kind of like understanding where they were coming from more but also supporting them more because I sort of thought at the end of the day if I really needed a group of women heck yes I would call my village I would call my town people and they would still come like even when you're warring against each other and you know 
in the movie when Kelly, the oldest girl, casts chicken pox on one of the, the boys <laughs> in the village. His mum still comes yes. to help. And they're not like, oh, well, we never actually believed you were witches. We're not coming to help you. Whatever, you're just weird. They turn up at the door. They bring their brooms. They don't know what's going on. They feel really weird, but they still turn up. So I sort Literally. of... It kind of changed my perspective just to other women. That's incredible. Like, yeah. It's like... It, obligatory viewing for teenagers. Mm. I think. Oh my like, god, yes! Because it's it's so true. Like I'm finding out the more I do this podcast, how the movies I watched affected me as a child, mm. and it's not always positive. And if I had something like like a lot of the movies that I loved would have that strong female character, but there would always just, just be one, be one of be them. Token, yeah, and she would be perfect. And yeah. that gives you this sense that you need to go forward and represent your entire gender with who exactly. you are and yeah. be the perfect woman. And of course, yeah. the perfect woman is always written by men. Yes. And it's just this sick, twisted cycle yeah. that I'm sure I'm not alone in following. And if I'd seen something like Practical Magic, back then i think yeah i think that's wonderful that it affected mm. you in the way it did and i think it probably affected many more people kind of same way made me start thinking that almost like women can should be each other's tribe yeah like i honestly believe that the people that i surround myself with even if i'm not that close to someone i don't know if it's just this movie that's made me think like this but if somebody called me and they needed me i'd be like heck yeah i'm a member of your tribe yeah. you not not be that close but i can support you i can be there yeah. because of just seeing these warring women come together to save a jilly and the, the you know the, a witch like honestly made me start thinking differently about women in general you don't have to be at war with another woman because they're different Literally. really like you're not like you said with these women that would lead these movies they were on their own they were pristine and they had every single character trait that they needed to get through the movie yeah. whereas in this there are loads of different women they have different character traits and they only succeed by coming together combining the amazing things that make them amazing individuals and being even stronger yes. and it's just, just such a oh my god we are not an island moment uh -huh. like so much so that just oh i can't even really articulate how much this movie meant to me as a child and how no. much it means now honestly like, like having just gone through it like i completely get it and yeah that's the thing, there was no obligation for this movie to do that. This movie no. so easily could have taken the easy way out and it could have just had uh, Nicole Kidman be possessed and the aunts come back and save them. Yeah. And it easily could have done that. But it chose to go the extra step and have the entire town come together and yeah. support the women and bring them together in the end as well as breaking the curse like it could have such been an insulate isolated incident of just that mm. family breaking the curse and saving Jilly but they chose to expand it and they chose to include everyone and it's such a little throwaway line but it sums up the whole like there's so many little throwaway lines that are just brilliant in this movie that you can really take as lessons mm. um and it's where uh, Margot Martindale, who I'd never seen in a movie before. I just know her from Bojack Horseman. So I was yes. like, hey! <laughs> Oh my God! You are real! Um, and she's getting super excited and one of the aunts leaves over is, and is just like, there's a little bit of witch in, in all of us. Yes. And you're just like, yes! Oh my, oh my God, God. yes! Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And then something, Stockard Channing, who is in this movie. I know. Watching it. Yes. Um, says something brilliant. I want to make sure I get it right. Here we go. Um, so Sandra Bullock's like, I just want a normal life. And she says, my darling girl, when are you going to realise that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? It rather denotes a lack of courage. Yes. <laughs> like, and that is still within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Literally. That all of these, like, zinger one-liners are coming out. And I'm already, like, even watching it on Friday, I was already starting to be like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> being weird and being a woman are properly properly cool things to be yes yeah yes so much so and then of course they go even further where sandra bullock is like well it's what i want i want to be normal mm. so they like cast a spell and bring a man for her and they give her what she wants even though she wanted that normal life yeah exactly like, it's just women supporting women from the first minute of this in fact the worst woman in this movie is probably the original witch who's like i'm sad oh. and therefore all of my family members are going to be sad yes and like like and that's it and she's in the like 1700s so like you can forgive people of the past making dumb decisions and lashing out and being i don't know sexist whereas here in the modern day we're progressive and we're like I mean, I thought it was, but I honestly didn't see half of it coming. It literally, no. the yes. first time you see them grown up, Nicole Kidman's like, right, I'm off. I'm in love and I'm off. And I'm like, what? Uh, oh, Ooh, oh, okay. Okay, um, cool. Good for you. Straight in. Off like, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to be plodding about in the house. And like, this is the thing. This movie just twists and turns where I didn't yeah. expect it to at all. Like I had a very simplistic, vague idea of what Practical Magic was going to be. And it was so much better than anything I could have imagined. Cause you just think, oh, it's a witch, teenage witch movie with these bankable 90s stars. And it's about witches in love. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Ugh, yeah. Like they're gonna, it's gonna be about men is what it's gonna be. Exactly. About. It's all about men, but yeah, no. It's, not it's honestly everything I wish Charmed had been. Yeah, because honestly. like I loved it when I was a kid and then I rewatched it just like I did with Practical Magic and I sort of got to like season five or whatever it was and I was just like oh for god's sake why does everything have to revolve around you know men and love and you're more like mates than sisters and why are you arguing all the time and you've never got each other's backs for god's sake and then you know Practical Magic comes along and it is honestly everything that I wish that like I almost want Charm them to have more time. Have yes, like, I've I've watched. I can't remember who did it. A, a, a brilliant woman on YouTube did a, a, a whole breakdown. She 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 made herself rewatch Charmed, so I didn't have to. And <laughs> she broke it down, and especially when you get to sort of season five and Alyssa Milano and um, Piper Holly Marie Combs start being producers as well. So all of the storylines involve yeah. around them and. Um, as you say, it's all just about like, oh, I need to get a man. And it doesn't help that like one of the actresses drop out after like season two and they're replaced yeah. with like a weird half sister. So already you've got a relationship that no one bothers to build there. No, and they never do for the rest of the season no. or any of it. It's, it's riddled with holes. Awful. Like yeah. it genuinely is awful. And, and like, um, I used to love Buffy and my friend really loved Charmed. Mm. And I found it so difficult to watch Charmed. Um, I'll stick it on now in the background, but like 
It's not not like Buffy no. is art. Charm yes. is just TV. I have every single season of Buffy on DVD, and I will never get rid of them. Yep. Um, Charmed. I bought them all, watched them, and went. Well, I never need to watch that again, and got rid of it. <laughs> Literally. Literally, it's so disappointing. And like, sorry if you really like Charmed, but like, fight me. Like, come on. Honestly, come for me. Yeah. As to why it's good, because it is just about the men and. And, and I, my favourite character in Charmed used to be Phoebe, who is, of course, the perfect one. Yes. Like, she's hot, she's got kung fu, she yep. can also do magic, she can see smart, the future. she's like, yep. love guru, she like, has the dates with the devil people, like, she was like, the perfect woman, and like, yep. she obviously looks like Alyssa Milano, and she's got legs for days, and abs, <laughs> you can like, break a fucking rock open on and no like mm -mm. for me almost like the best characters in tv and film are the ones with flaws exactly because the best characters ever yeah like you have to give a character flaws otherwise they're not a character no they're just a lampshade as you said exactly um and in practical magic when the sisters are so flawed but they've so there for each other like when jilly comes back and she's being selfish but then you know sally as well has got all of these foibles and she won't let the girls learn magic because she's afraid but they learn to fight with each other to overcome these barriers and it makes it so much more it's such a compelling. realistic um sister relationship as well mm. like the, they, they are sisters and they are human people that you see yeah. and they so easily again could have gone cheap on it and just been like oh they're witches and they're different let's make them weird yeah. and weird and whatever but they don't and like they they really are they barely do any witchcraft to be honest like and no that's so wonderful because I thought they were going to make such a thing about them being witches, but they don't. They're just like they're witches. So like when they want to, they can do some magic. Exactly. There's um, a book, and they can do magic, but really it's more you know herbs for this, that, and the other, and yeah. being you know really one with the earth and one with each other. But it's not all now. I'm going to cast a spell and la la la. We don't no. need to go into the like theory and the mythos behind the witchcraft yeah. of it it's all just there it's just there and i think that's so lovely it's just someone wrote a story and they were like and they are witches so they can do magic anyway we're gonna do a story now <laughs> exactly and like that's what's so good because if you consumed it all with like how things worked and how they were to do different things yeah. you start finding in right. like inaccuracies and and yeah they they were people so much more than the Charmed sisters ever will be. And it's, it's, I'm sorry to keep bringing up Charmed, but you almost, the 90s had a lot of witch stuff yeah. happening. I never watched The Craft. I don't know if you did. No, I didn't. It was one of those recommended viewing after I watched <laughs> Practical Magic. <laughs> yeah, Practical Magic. <laughs> you may want to see this. <laughs> yeah, I never saw it. I know it's got the girl from Scream in it. That's uh, literally yeah. The extent of my knowledge of craft and that the song that they used in craft, the craft then became the charmed theme song. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that was the best part of charmed. Yeah, literally. Was that and the cat. Yeah. <laughs> that and Cole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was in nothing else except that Fantastic Four movie that came out in like 2000. And Nip Tuck. He was oh, in Nip Tuck. Tuck. Never watched yeah. Nip Tuck. I but followed yeah. his career extensively, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Honestly, like, yes. What do yeah. They want us to do? But um, yeah, the oh, '90s were huge for these, like witchcraft, like, like, Wicca. Like vampires came back in the 2000s. Yes. Witches owned the '90s. And, and... zombies are now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. And I, I must say, I I think okay. practical magic does it the best. Oh yeah. Like this is the thing. I can't say for sure because I haven't seen a lot, but. It uses what you get given with the idea of womanhood and witchcraft mm. um, to the best of its ability. Like, it really yeah. does. It, um... It's, like... it's almost like I can't express how incredible it is because there are so many things. Like, the first 20 minutes, like I said, might very well be the best 20 minutes of a movie yeah. ever. But... Then, you know, you've got the rest of the film and there's so much in it that it's really hard to articulate to people that haven't seen it uh -huh. just how utterly incredible it is for so it's many reasons. So good. It's so well paced. It's so yeah. well structured. And I kept getting taken aback, but it was just that they were just like, come on. I'm so used now to like, like I didn't watch it because I refused to watch bad things, but my parents watched The New Lady and the Tramp on Disney Plus. Oh God. <laughs> and like, I came down and I was like, is this still on? Like, I'm not even surprised because movies now are just padded out. <coughs> this movie is an hour and 44 minutes and they use every minute of that yeah. to their ability. Things like, this movie got me. Like, I was so invested. It's such, I think the reason we can't articulate it is because you have to watch it. It's like yes. an experience. And I'm not saying that it's, particularly good at cinematography or that like oh it does this very well it's just a good fucking movie and you're yeah. engaged and you are moving along with the plot as well as it is moving you along it's done so good and um god what was i gonna say um it's not padded out whatsoever no. and there's nothing unnecessary there. yeah, yeah. Honestly, like not a single second of it is unnecessary. Usually when I watch movies nowadays, probably about an hour in, I'll pick up my phone and I'll check Facebook and yeah. I'll check this, that and the other. Yeah, and then I'll look up and be like, oh, well, who cares? This, Actually. I'm so invested. It's one of those films that it's not too short, but it's not too long. Yes. It's perfectly paced and perfectly timed. Mm -hmm. And I think I picked up my phone at the end of it and I was like, oh, Somebody tried to call me. I didn't even notice yeah. because it's so invested and so like attached to it that you don't want to look away. Yeah. You don't feel the need to go, oh God, this is dragging along. I'm going to go get, Honestly, you know, something else to do. Same. Like I sat down to watch it and I had stuff around me and I was like, just in case it's like a, like really difficult to get through, I'll like work on this while I'm watching it. Yeah. And I was like sat with my arms crossed, hunched up into the corner of the settee, just completely focused on this yeah. movie. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't do anything else because I wanted to watch it. It got me, that's what I was gonna say. It completely duped me. Like I love a plant and payoff. Like it's like my favorite yes. movie. And I didn't even see it coming. The whole like um they have like a mother's round robin, I guess you'd call it, mm. where they have... The, the court the, ringing tree or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. Where they put a mum at the top and then two mums, that mum rings the next mum and that rung, ring, and it's just, if the snow comes and you've got to warn the perp, whatever, they had a reason for it and there's a whole scene about it and then I forgot about it because yeah. I was like, whatever, it was probably just to be like Nicole Kidman's back in town and also they're witches. But then that's what she uses to call the coven yeah. to her house. And I was like, oh my God, they're using the thing that they planted in the movie earlier. Yeah. And I, 
usually I'm so cynical and I'm sat there and I'm like, oh, well, that's going to come in handy later. <laughs> that's how but they didn't, they didn't push it or be like, hey, we're going to bring this back later. Wink, wink. Make exactly. sure you remember this. Don't you forget. And it's so many movies do that. Yeah. They do. They're like, oh, here's just something we're going to drop in. And camera here for a bit. Just make sure, you know, oh, zoom, zoom, zoom. Make sure you remember this and we'll say something about this one thing that might very well make sure that you remember it. But they Literally. just drop in the the tree, the calling tree, phone, phone tree, that was it. Yeah. They drop it in and then it comes back later. And it's like, ah, oh my God. It's yeah. genuinely brilliant and there's no bullshit either she doesn't ring them up and be like um uh can you come to my house under false pretenses she's just yeah. like i'm a witch and my sister's possessed and i need you and they all come and that everything you ever heard there's it's no, true <laughs> there's no like bullshit there's no yeah. like trying to dupe anyone and that was so enjoyable that was so good and um oh yeah and the other one that they did was um Kylie, uh, Evan Rachel Wood hexes the boy with chicken pox. Yeah. And then just 10 minutes later, the boy's being interviewed for something completely different. And he just, he has chicken has pox. Chicken pox. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not referred to. He just has chicken pox. And it's yeah. like, oh, brilliant. So that establishes that the younger witches are witches yeah. and they have magic. And um, sometimes what I hate about, about movies is that um, you'll have moments like, you know, admitting oh, by the way, I'm a witch. And nobody will believe you for like 20 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. And they go through this convoluted way of getting everyone to believe them. And they'll do something like, I'm now going to cast a spell just so you believe me. But because from like the literally the first five minutes of the film where the family member gets hung, but actually she's a witch, so she escapes. From there through to when... Um, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock are kids and you know they're getting rocks thrown at them and they're chanting you're a witch so it goes from the very beginning of the movie up until the phone tree of it's just an accepted fact yeah. in that village but that's a house of witches that's just an accepted fact so when they call up and go by the way um, you know how you all think I'm a witch I am we need your help and they just turn up they just do it. And there's no, oh, we don't really believe you. We're going to spend 20 minutes so for no true. reason. And it's... like the prejudice comes from the fact that everybody does genuinely mm. believe they're witches and they have an idea of what a witch is and that's why they hate them. It's yeah. not that they're like, oh, you know, they're not spat on in the street. They're not like sh pitchforked out of town. People just see them in the street and they're like, boo, or whatever. Or give them a wide berth. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's a brilliant line where one of the mums is talking to the police officer and she's like, we're not saying that they killed him. They just, you know, might have shook his hand and then he died. You know, like that's <laughs> all we're saying. <laughs> it's, it's just Honestly, oh, it's <laughs> like, I think when I watched it on Friday, because obviously I've grown up now, I think the first time I watched it was like 12 years ago. Um, <laughs> But like it almost means more to me now. Yeah. Like the the first um, twenty minutes, like when um, Sandra Bullock's husband dies, I was like my heart was in my throat because all I could think was I'm in love 
and like if this ever happened and I could hear this beetle and I knew for a fact this meant that the man that I love is going to die I was almost tearing my hair out with Sandra Bullock yeah. and she was ripping up the floors trying to find this death watch beetle and then you get that moment when you're like oh my god the bikes are coming they're gonna kill him and then they whiz past and he's okay and you're like oh my goodness oh okay boof he gets hit by a truck yeah. it's like you get that uh, utter fear and then that relief and then comes the smash it's so and it's done. oh honestly so cleverly I paced like, connect to it oh yeah this is the thing when you grow up and you have more life experience and these movies offer you these things that you don't fully get when you're like a kid no. um it just adds a whole other layer to it and like this this movie is just full of layers the way that they just it's just ever so like how they're like he's like oh i'm looking for your ex-boyfriend have you seen him and you're like oh no they're in trouble because they know uh -oh. that he's dead it's like no we want to find him because we want to put him away because he killed his last girlfriend and you're yeah. like fuck, uh -oh. not fuck yeah because like <laughs> domestic abuse and murder is a real thing um which like kudos to this film for like dragging yeah. that up and being like look women die at the hands of men yeah more than they ever should like yeah so much so and I, i'm really clumsily going through this topic but like this movie does it so well they're just like we want to find him because he's wanted for murder basically yeah. and because and you know that he would have killed nicole kidman if mm. Sandra Bullock hadn't killed well, him. Well, when they were in the car and he was heating up his ring to burn her and then he had his hands around her throat and he was trying to kill her, to strangle her. And then when the cop turns up, he's like, we want to talk to him because we found a woman strangled to death with a skull branded into her. And it's like, oh, that's actually what he was trying to do to Nicole Kidman. So she was and not the first. God knows how many women he's done before. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's so wonderful. It wasn't like a manhunt for Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman because they killed him. It was a manhunt for him because he's a terrible fucking human being yeah. and he was going to be locked up. That was so refreshing because it's so easy. It could have been like, what are these tricks of women done to our good, strong man? <laughs> Damn but it's women. Like, Fuck this guy. Where is he? We need him because we need to like electrocute him because it's America. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and the 90s. And the 90s. It's, yeah, it's when the, the, like, the cop knows that they have done something wrong but still every fiber of his being doesn't want to have to get them in trouble and then at the end when sandra gets this letter from him and the ring falls out and it's like just so you know um we know that he's dead because there was um a fire and there was a body and here's a ring so you know that obviously he's covered up for them yeah and it's because, not be just because that he's in love with Sandra Bullock, so he's covered up a murder. He's done it because this guy killed women. Yeah. He, like, he beat the crap out of Nicole Kidman. Mm -hmm. He killed women. He was abusive. And he was the cop was not going to make these women go to jail for defending themselves. Yeah from a piece of shit yeah and for ridding the world of the piece of shit of the like, piece of shit exactly like, everything had so many layers i thought it was like i burst into tears when oh, i'm gonna cry again honestly yeah so good when sandra bullock is like you're only here because i summoned you when oh. i was younger i made a spell for a person that wouldn't exist um 
but it turns out that you do. Yeah. And it was just so gorgeous because it's like, despite whatever you think, there is someone out there yeah. for you that you want that's perfect for you. And God, <laughs> it was so beautiful. Like, and just like the little visuals that they put with it where she was blowing yeah. the spell with the rose petals and the rose petals were falling on him when he was a child and because he did exist and like, ah! It was, it was the bit, like, literally just after that where they were trying to fight it because how on earth could they both be so completely in love with each other when they've literally just met and she turns to him and she says, if you stay, I won't know, you won't know if it's because I don't want to go to prison and I won't know if it's because you're under a spell. And they look at each other and they're like, part of them goes, I don't give a shit because I love you. And part of them goes, well, yeah, I, I know that's true. Yeah, and it's fair. honestly, the connection between them is so utterly irrevocable uh -huh. that it almost doesn't matter because even if you know the spell never existed yes he might not have turned up in that village because you know he felt drawn to her yeah. but <laughs> that connection and their love would probably still be there it's, it's still a real thing that's yeah in the world that they live in like exactly like this movie had layers that i don't think it's possibly given credit for i mean i don't know mm. i don't know what the general consensus of this movie was like as far as i was aware it had very mediocre reviews it's like a six on imdb i think People it fell like, through the eh. cracks somehow like you know how um th another film that my dad made me watch the princess bride uh, that has got a cult movie following huge, yeah, it's huge massive following. but somehow practical magic fell through the gaps and yeah. i feel like this should have a cult following it really should like I, I am actually tempted to start a fan group or a page <laughs> or a website going bring practical magic the credit it deserves literally and not with like a fucking shit sequel like no that bullshit don't remake it because don't it is perfect because you won't get it right no because it's honestly a miracle they got it so right back then yeah like it's insane how perfectly right they got it yeah and I, I just was like with the love and the respect that they all have for each other even when they hate each other there's still that like underlying almost the women in the town they are terrified of them but they've got this respect and when <laughs> when that little boy gets cast with chicken pox and it's by the little girl and she's like I hope you get chicken pox the reaction is they all know that she he could actually get chicken pots just oh, because yeah. she wishes it. Like, there's a respect for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, there's a real fear. There's not like, they don't laugh her out of town. They're no. Like, oh, shit, now my child my cat, My kid's going to get chicken pox. <laughs> it's like, I honestly cannot look at this movie and find a single thing wrong with it. Honestly, neither could I. And I'm that's like my hobby. Like, I am <laughs> so cynical usually. And especially with, like, movies from the past that I haven't watched yet. It's mm. so easy to put modern-day values on top of them and be like, me, 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 that's racist, or whatever. Yeah. And I couldn't do it for this movie. That no. it just, And maybe there is stuff that I missed, but I didn't care because I was just so 
having such a great time and like i mean yeah. you've not even gone into the like 90s fashion as you said <laughs> the, like, skirt and the boots running down the, yeah denim the shorts thing. everywhere like, yeah the the like uh spaghetti strap dresses oh my god it was all about spaghetti straps <laughs> oh man like, and sunglasses yeah oh yeah the, all of the different like frameless sunglasses yeah. that nicole Kidman wears like all we were missing was a baker boy hat like <laughs> it honestly like i i wrote a note here that says it gave me a sense of nostalgia despite never seeing it before like yes it, it honestly yeah. did and like it's because i love this kind of movie as i said mm. and i'm shocked that i've not seen it before like i i did like van helsing queen of the damned yes um, all of those sort of like like i really enjoyed beautiful creatures that came out in like 2000 i really liked that yeah it's shit but i fucking loved it yeah like it's almost it not shit like it's all honestly almost like practical magic deserves to be the queen of these movies yes there are a load of them but it's like i was watching it and i just thought i've seen this movie a load of times but i've not seen it in years but it almost feels like a sense of coming home it's comfortable even though i, I was crying that. my eyes out i've never even seen it no it felt like honestly coming back to somewhere that I had almost lost yes. and, yeah like coming home and like a, you know a hot chocolate in bed and all of this kind of thing Literally. even though I was tearing my hair out crying my eyes out connecting to Sandra Bullock in a way that I hadn't when I was younger um, and it just is the queen of these kind of movies where you've got your supernatural element but also that's kind of the back seat because it's just living a life out there yes there's supernatural elements and things but that's almost kind of not the most important part about it no, it's, it's a good story about people which like every good story and every good movie is about and like they don't let the 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 gimmick of magic and them being witches get in the way of telling no. a good story like a fucking gotta... great story yeah yeah it's based on a novel by a woman like of course it is oh i did not know it was based on a novel i'm gonna go and read that immediately <laughs> who is this is this and yeah <laughs> i was like it's got like i will bet money on the fact that it's written by a woman oh yeah 100 percent. novel was written by alice hoffman and the screenplay was written by robin swicord swicord who is a woman yeah like that's you can almost sense it and feel yeah. it and just live in it yeah. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. I felt like I was living in this movie because the outside world did not exist. Like, Honestly, I know exactly what you mean. I was going yeah. through the exact same experience. That's why I was so shocked with how much it consumed yes. me. Like, and it really did. I was just, you're absolutely right. Like, I, it was so comforting to watch yeah. it and it was so enjoyable to watch it. And it just, it was it was cozy and like i'd never even seen it before it was brand new to me but i felt mm. it's like a proust moment where you like eat a yes. biscuit and you're reminded of something like yeah or you get a scent of something and it reminds yeah. you of a flash from your childhood literally and like, that's how it feels yeah it, it's insane how this movie made me feel like absolutely insane. i'm almost sort of like it has no right to make me feel like this <laughs> But I'm so glad that it does. Yeah. 
like from the second that it starts and you've got you know this woman about to be hanged surrounded by all these men and you i think it's stockard channing doing the voiceover um and she's like well she was bound to be hanged mainly because you know uh, all of the men she was sleeping with and they all had wives on the hanging committee <laughs> yeah. and i remember i just burst out laughing because it's funny but it's heartbreaking but it's warming but it's it's like so proper witty. Like, girl power and genuinely. oh so witty it's just so good watching it i think i probably had every single emotion i've ever felt in my entire life yeah. in an hour and 44 minutes yeah. but not in an emotional roller coaster kind of way in a sort of this is a natural flow to things and i'm going to laugh in the first five minutes ball my eyes out in the first 20 laugh again root for women like i've never rooted for women before and just be like every other person i ever meet in my life women or man i've got your back i'm rooting for you just kind of like you finish i finished the movie and i just sat there for a while watching the credits just going this is such a fucking good movie literally i did the exact same thing i let the credits roll and i was just like I need a minute. I've been on a journey. Yes. (laughs) I've been on a spiritual, emotional journey. And I watched it on my own. And uh, my boyfriend came downstairs. Dave came downstairs and he was like, he'd been working in the office. And he just went, are you okay? And I was like, you'll never understand because I've been on this journey and I was alone. And he was like, well, um, okay. I was like, you you don't know. You You were there. You don't understand. Proper, like when you, you know how when you finish a book, like I finished Me Before You on a train, which was the worst mistake I've ever oh, made in my life. <laughs> and I finished the last page and I closed it and I looked around at all of these people and I just remember thinking, I'm surrounded by people bawling my eyes out and not a single person has been on this journey with me. Yeah. So how on earth could I ever describe to them what I'm currently feeling? Mm-hmm. And it's like that with Practical Magic. and. Yeah. It must sound like the most crazy thing in the world to be that in love with a movie from the 90s with two like women who were huge in the 90s. Yeah. But it was, yeah, I finished it and I just went, I have actually been on a journey. And genuinely, unless you've been like, on that journey, you don't get it. Like, no, I didn't get it. I just, you think Practical Magic, you're like, oh, the like witch one with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman from like the late 90s. Yeah. Like, go and watch it. I had I no beg idea you. what I was in for. Yeah. And I was absolutely like, it's a little bit life changing. Like, yeah. I think I'm going to be different going forward from like having yeah. watched it now. 100%. Like, and like, it's a fucking stupid witch movie from the 90s like <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Like, what is this doing? Like, how, what, what? Go and see it if you have it. <laughs> and if you have and you don't agree, fucking email me. Cause yes. I need to know what you're thinking. And come, why. come to me because I'm starting a fan club. <laughs> Honestly, yes. as chairman of the Practical Magic fan club, <laughs> I will come at you. Like, I am very, very lucky that my dad is one of my best mates. Like, we started a DJ company together. We go out and we DJ and we do all this kind of thing. But one of the, probably the biggest things I will ever be grateful to him for was taking me into HMV when I was 15 years old and picking out two movies I'd never even heard of. And he just went, right, 
pitch black because I know you love horror movies and this will change whatever you think of them and practical magic because women are bloody awesome and he put it into my hands and I was just like I don't know how my dad like he even exists he's got better fashion sense than I ever will um and his taste in movies is insane and yeah. I will forever be grateful that he put it into my hands and he was like, I will ask for a report about how you felt about both of them when I get home in the morning. Oh and if God. you haven't watched them, I will know. Yeah. 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 And I, I remember we, like, I, the reason that I said Practical Magic to you was I was on Instagram and I think you'd just done The Witches. And oh, in, yeah. my, in my head, I went, oh my God, practical bloody magic <laughs> she's just done the witches i'll just like type a note underneath of if you ever want to do this movie yeah. and then yeah. i feel like fate brought us together oh, so that we got to watch it like you for the first time me i, I kind of felt for the first time yeah because every time that you almost go through like a milestone in your life i feel like you should watch practical magic because it's probably got something I in agree. there that will speak to that milestone back and rewatch it like right now like yeah I haven't felt that about a movie in years mm -hmm. and yeah I yeah I just I cannot express this movie is so good <laughs> like, it's, it's it's like whenever um Dave and I we go and watch a movie at the cinema afterwards he'll always go so out of five what would you give that this is like a 10 star movie. Oh yeah. There it's it's not got anything perfection. wrong with it. It can speak to I think everybody. Honestly, no matter it's, it's for everybody. It's it's yeah. important. It 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 better be on that fucking list that they have where it's like this movie's going to be preserved for historical importance. If it's like, not, I'll start a petition. Yeah. Like, Honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <coughs> Man. It is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, even talking about it, I'm like, I can't go through beginning to end because then I'll be like, oh, and this, oh, and this. Everything and links so oh my God. into <laughs> yes. everything else. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's just great. It may Look very well you. be a perfect movie. Oh, you are so welcome. So I'm so much. glad to finally get to talk to another woman about yeah, the glory I, of it. Literally, I will now put this out with like disclaimers of like you fucking watch this movie right now and you better fucking do or I will find you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's so good. Um do you have anything that you want to plug? I know that quarantine has Sucks. It has. Um, well, we were doing a play um, with our theatre company, um, but we thought, as you know, we've got a load of actors in isolation. Mm. Um, so our theatre company, Gamma Ray Theatre, we've started um, an actors in isolation kind of thing. So we've done a load of speeches by political people. We've done Donald Trump speeches. Um, we did Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, and he did run for president at one point, so that counts as a political speech. <laughs> Um, um, nice. so yeah, we're always looking for more suggestions of speeches to do. Um, he very, my boyfriend very adorably came to me yesterday and he just went, so we could do uh, another speech next week or we could preserve it for May the 4th. And I went, you want to do a Star Wars one, don't you? <laughs> he went, yeah, no, I totally want to do a Star Wars speech. So that's definitely, we've got going next. Nice. Um, but yeah, if you look for Gamma Ray Theatre on yeah Instagram, Twitter or 
Facebook, you'll find one of our many ridiculous actor in isolation videos. And they're just, you know, about keeping us all connected, even through Zoom and uh, Facebook Messenger and all that kind of thing. Because, yeah, we've, we all need to just stay a little bit almost a little bit light about everything as much as possible yeah i've been yeah. much more social than i usually am since oh going yeah into lockdown and like... <laughs> like i've spoken to my dad this week like four or five times and usually we have this thing of we'll message every so often or he'll call me once a month for about an hour and we'll catch up about life mm-hmm. but yeah we've spoken more this week probably than we have done in the last couple of months just because Literally. yeah <laughs> i think it's because like i can wear my slippers so i'll yes. come Whereas, I mean, I like, must. If you maybe go out somewhere, I can't. So I'm like, I'm, ooh. I mean, I, I must admit that um, coming to see your lovely face is probably the first time this week that I've worn both makeup and a bra. Same. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I like nearly went there, but I'm in jogging bottoms. I was like, no. I'll put a oh! t-shirt on, but like. <laughs> I mean, I've literally just done that thing where I've put um, my leggings on with the most holes that they have uh, and some sort of dress. I mean, basically me making an effort is currently putting on a bra. So. <laughs> <laughs> literally. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, um, thank you for having me. It's been life-changing. Oh, yeah, honestly, it is a life-changing movie. It really, really is. Um, we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy Why This Film, why not head to iTunes and leave us a review? And you can now support Why This Film on Patreon from as little as £1 a month. Just head to patreon.com forward slash Why This Film Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast, on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast, and on Twitter at Why This Film Pod. If you'd like to come on the show and talk about your favourite childhood movie, email into us at whythisfilmpodcast at gmail.com. As a small business owner, you're always running, running to a meeting, running errands, running out of time. Now, one thing you don't have to worry about is running payroll. Meet Roll by ADP, a first-of-its-kind chat-based payroll app that's powered by AI. Roll is the faster, easier, smarter payroll app. So don't overthink it and say hello to a whole new way to payroll. Download the Roll by ADP app today or go to getroll.com slash chat. That's G-E-T-R-O-L-L dot com slash C-H-A-T. Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. 
or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies and I hope you do too.